You sure you're ready? This is yeah, I'm ready. This yeah, is, this, is, this is official now, man. This is official, ladies and gentlemen, right. boys and girls. Welcome to the first brand new ever. I could have said that better. Welcome to the first episode of the Turin Giants podcast. My name is Farhad, and no longer a guest, but a co-host. Rav, welcome, my friend. Thank you. This is also new and so weird, but yeah, it feels good. It's good to uh, to do something together. You have your own podcast now, man. You can put that on your resume. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that will be the first crowning achievement. You know what? I've wanted to do it for a long time, and it's it's great that it worked out this way. So I'm super pleased. To be honest, this is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, man. I, I mean, it's uh, this is it now. You know, in podcasting or whatever. I mean, there's a million podcasts out there, and I love podcasts. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for taking interest. And believe me, I'm one of the fans of Rob. You know, no, no, I don't, I do <laughs> not, on. I do not kiss ass, but this is truly, you know, that's the first account when you create a Twitter account. Rob is the guy that pops out with that Marquisio picture. Never change it, please, because. <laughs> uh, because people will be like, Who, where is he? What happened to, you know, to the, to the account? <laughs> yep. If you're on Twitter, and actually you 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 also have a an Instagram account which is at uvafc.com, also spelled out. Um, yes. Let me just touch on the Juve podcast because nothing's happening there. It's still there. We will still record with Giovanni, but this is sort of a side project that I that I wanted to do for the last few months because Ralph has been appearing on the podcast and doing a great job. We we always had fun conversations. Listeners seems to lo- seem to love you. Um, so without further ado, let's get down to business. Follow us on Twitter, I guess, at uvafc.com now also as, as well as at UVA podcast. You can download this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. You can also go to uvafc.com, the actual website, and there will be a tab up top, uh, named podcast. And, you know, thank you for, for having our UVet podcast on your website for such a long time. And now you get to post your own. So, Yeah, I know. It's, is, it's good. Awesome. It's a nice feeling. So yeah. um, we asked the listeners to send in questions for you, questions for me, whatever. They want to hear our opinions. Um, there's, the response was insane. Unfortunately, we won't be able to get to all of the questions today. But yeah. Rav, I know Rav have, has them in front of, in front of him. He picked out the best ones. And first of all, thank you so much for participating and showing interest. Why you would want us to speak, I don't know, but <laughs> people seem to be interested. So it's like, I honestly don't get it. And I'm so humbled every time people write and uh, with, their, with their kind words. And I'm sure you will too, Rob. This is, this is, this is fun. People, yeah. are, people are actually really nice, <laughs> surprisingly, on, on, the, internet, yeah. on the internet. That's true. It's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let, let's let's touch on the the previous game against Parma. What, what did you think? Do you want you want to oh. speak on that? Because I, I have a few words to yeah. say as well. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind going first. It was kind of mixed, to be honest. I don't know how you felt, but I kind of felt like like I saw the starting eleven, and it kind of felt very similar to last season. You know, like the same kind of eleven, and no one knew in there. You kind of understand it to a certain extent, but then. At the same time, I was kind of hoping for 
just a little change, you know, just from the start, something a little bit different, something to just, just something that we could watch and sort of distinguish and say, okay, well, this is definitely different from, from last season. And that's not anything against Allegri or anything against what we did last season. We still won the title, but it just would have been nice to have something just a little different. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the game, I just kind of felt, okay, the first half there was, there was something there. We were moving the ball quite quickly and we created a lot of chances and, uh, you know, um, Cristiano could have had a hat-trick and, you know, all that was great. And then the second half, it was kind of, it's just kind of flat. Mm-hmm. And it sort of went back to, uh, I think, a lot of a lot of what we did last season. It just kind of looked a little bit aimless. So, honestly, I kind of took it, I, I just took it as like, okay, we won. It's a tricky place to go to. We got three points. Uh, um, you know, a couple of players got a run out, came away with, without any injuries. And I'm fine. I'm, I'm happy with that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what you thought. Do you, did you kind of feel the same or different? Or yeah, You know what? First 15 minutes, I was like a child. And I, I, <laughs> I even posted a status, you know. I, I posted on Twitter saying, I'm just going to say it. It's fun to watch Juve again. And that was just the first 45 minutes. I got blasted yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, by minute 80, there was a lot of responses to a, to a, to a status that, or to a tweet that was about an hour, an hour old. Listen, yeah. first half was great. They hit the ground running, two, three touch, touches, bam, bam, bam. There was no, there was no yeah. boring transition from the goalkeeper to the defense to the midfield. It was just before we knew it, we were by their 16-yard um, box. It was, it was great movement. I really enjoyed the first half. Um, I'll give them a benefit of the doubt of why the game kind of tapered down or, or uh, got a little boring by the second half. Listen, there, it was the first game back. I realized there were preseason games, but there's no, there, was, there was no intensity like the intensity of the actual tournament. So I think they were just tired after the vacation. The fitness levels are not there yet. So um, I'll, not, I mean, I'll give yeah, them that. that that's exactly, yeah, I think exactly that. It's the first game back. It was so hot there. They took, what, two or three breaks Water yeah. breaks to, yeah, to take the water because it was so hot. That's right. Yeah, that they just weren't ready for it. And I think, I think they kind of build that up over the season. You know, that that kind of go from sort of sixty minutes of peak to seventy to eighty to almost being able to last the ninety. So, yeah. You, you mentioned you mentioned the starting lineup again. It was a little yeah. bit of overreaction from the fans. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. It, listen, man, I'm no fan of Kedira, but I think he did okay. Um, I, I loved what Higuain was doing, even though I, again, got shamed for it online. Hey, personal opinion, we're no, this is just, I thought he he held up the ball well. I thought he link, linked up with Cristiano. Like you said, Cristiano could have done better, but it's, it's only a matter of time until we see a, you know, see the first goal from him. Higuain was great. Um, and like I mentioned, there was no lag between going in, you know, going from from the keeper to um to attack it was quick yeah. pianich pianich felt like hey man it was it was fun to see him again it was fun to see pianich being creative and and fast on the ball um man. i think it was just nice to have like juve back to that's, right. Yeah, that's, that's right that's right i think it's just it's just good to, to see the players and to, to sort of see some of the ideas taking shape and, mm-hmm. and like you say pjanic was i think he was by far the best midfielder he was 
okay, he wasn't like super creative, but he was doing the, the stuff that he that he can do really well. And he took a lot of touches and he he dictated the game so well and his passing was was really good. And like you say, Iguain was um, he was really unselfish. And yeah, it, it, it was just good to have you back. It was good to see us win. It was good to see that we could come away from a, a traditionally quite a tricky place, um, yeah. you know, and get three points and you know, that, what more can you ask for to start off with in the first game week? I think this coming weekend is going to be uh, a much bigger test. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> we, I, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, speaking of the first uh, game day, I just hope VAR does not become a thing. You know, what, yes. what, what yeah. was happening in our game and in Napoli's game, just a disgrace. There's no excuse for it. It wasn't, it wasn't like 50-50, yeah, VAR made a mistake. You know, stuff happens. But... yes. You know, that penalty that was given to Napoli and the, the goal that was disallowed against us, unacceptable. I ju- leave it to Italy, leave it to, uh, to you know, uh, Serie A to have yeah. huge controversy first week back. <clears throat> first week back. You know, there, there was, um, I already see a couple of conspiracy theories that this is bad for Italian sport. That you know, uh-huh. Juve will might win their their ninth one or something. I <laughs> just lost count. Um, yeah, I hope it doesn't become a thing because we don't need any more. I think um, uh, yeah, conspiracy theories in football. Just no more drama. But having said all that, like the over, I mean, not to kind of stray away too far from Juve, but the overall like the weekend of action, I thought it was fantastic. I think yeah. I added up the goals. I think it was like thirty something goals altogether scored in the first opening weekend of Serie A and I think that was more than I know it was more than the Premier League I think it may have been more than than some of the other leagues as well so it, it just kind of has that feel like it's going to be a really exciting season I you hope know, so like it's going to be a good season well, uh, as long as we win that's, that's the most important thing not not to add more questions to you because I know you have a stack of them sitting next to you what is um, who is the player that you're excited to see this year outside of Juve in Italy, oh, that's a really good question. Um, of course, I know this is good. Sound, <laughs> Been doing this for six years. Now. <laughs> yeah, I know, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think uh, I'm I'm quite excited to see what happens with uh, is it Lozano over at Napoli, the the guy who transferred mm-hmm. from ESV. I think there was, was a, I, I saw a, a comment from a Mexican Juve supporter. He's like, "Damn it, I'm a I'm a Juve supporter, but I'm also a, a Patriot," and I I. I'm kind of curious. I'm not going to give you away, my friend, but that's blasphemy right there. <laughs> we want him to fail. I exactly. I mean, it, it'd be nice to kind of watch him in in some games when you may have like a twenty point lead at the top <laughs> of the table. That's fine, you know. Let, let him do well then. Um, and also, I think just just purely for the like the novelty factor, I think it's going to be good to see um, Frank Ribery at, at uh, Fiorentina. I just love yeah. the fact that there's a couple of kind of aging players that have turned down big money moves and they kind of gone with their hearts so you know like him coming over to uh to italy and did Rossi going to Boca, and i think there's a few others it's just it's kind of nice seeing that sort of thing so yeah th- i think those are the two um how about you and anyone in particular you think i'm really interested what happens to inter and not not in, not not in a positive way i really do want to see what happens with that project because it's so controversial the whole summer was all about uh, Conte going there, Marotta, and now yeah. Lukaku, you know, scored the first goal. 
for for his new club but i really you know it's you know how it goes you know the you know a couple of twitter accounts also posted that um shout outs to at juventus war they're the biggest inter-hating account which i love um you know he posted that first couple of weeks is the talk of scudetto then they scored they they start going down and down and then you know, by 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 December, it's it's shambles. By December, Inter no longer exists. So I I I'm curious to see how that project goes and how badly it goes. Mostly, <laughs> but I'm interested in. I just yeah, I hope it fails like uh, like miserably, like really really miserably. But then, having said that, even if they win, you know something. Not that they will, but if they do, I think they kind of have to sort of swallow the fact that they basically copied and, and stole from us. You know, they took Conte, they took Marotta. So it's mm. it's kind of like, you know, it, it's made in Turin at the end of the day, regardless whether they win or they don't. So, so that's how I deal with it. That's right. That's right. I like that. So uh, before before we get to listener questions, and thank you all again. Uh, by the way, we will have giveaways and we will have prizes for you guys. And speaking of that, if you guys think of any... Um, segments you'd like us to do. Um, this is this is this is the people's podcast, man. If you guys want to suggest something that you want to hear from Rob or I, just let us know. Drop us a line. Super easy to reach us at uvafc.com on Twitter. uvafc.com. Uh, by the way, I'm on it right now. It's awesome the way the way the layout is. I I, I love the the recent how how consistent you keep it. Um, it's always updated, always clean and fresh. And um, yeah, you have a podcast at gmail.com. I've, I've never received an email there, but yes, we do have an email account. Um, so let's do it, man. What do you have in front of you? Listener questions. Yeah, I got a whole load of questions. I, I mean, there, there's, there's absolutely tons, but I kind of picked out maybe the ones that are perhaps most relevant to, uh, to what's happening now. So uh, first question is from Mohammed, and he said, how do you assess the Lukaku now that it's uh, almost done? So basically, the transfer window. How how do we assess it? So, what are your feelings on that? Do you feel like it's a success, a failure? Well, like kind of, I don't know. Yeah. First of all, it's not over yet. Uh, second exactly. of all, it, and now the talk of Demiral going to to Roma. Um, that's that. I I better not check Twitter in the morning first thing because it's just every day. <laughs> you know, we're trying to offload someone that that you're barely beginning to love. Um, yeah. I hope that doesn't go through. Rugani going to Rome, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. I hope that happens. But what I'm trying to get to is started out so well. Rabiot, yes. Ramsey. Yeah. Ramsey has been sort of known for a while. And then finally we, we land Delic. And, and don't get me started on us not starting Delic in the first game. I was really <laughs> disappointed. I, you know, all that Dybala controversy and Kedira yeah. and same old, same old. I was so upset not to see Delic because that's my boy. Is the reason I am actually purchasing the New Jersey because otherwise there's yes. barely yep. any reason to buy it. But I said, if you guys secure Delic, that's the only way I'm buying that. Um, yes. I forgot what I was getting to. See, when you Giovanni, <laughs> Giovanni doesn't let me speak, so if you let me talk, Rob, this will be a long podcast, man, because I love to talk. Um, <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> so the the mercato, it, I'll give it, I'll give it a damn it. But like, but like I said, it's not over yet. I can't. If we keep Dybala, it definitely does not lose yeah. a point. As of right now, it's it's like seven out of ten. I'll give it. 
Yeah, I would, I would, I would go exactly along with that. I think it's, I think it's been pretty fair. I think the players that we got in, we got them in really early, so there was, you know, like zero drama, like drawn out transfer sagas and all that kind of crap. Um, so that was great because they were in. Obviously, we had the new coach, so it was important to to sort of get them in and, and get his ideas uh, sort of embedded. Uh, the, I suppose the. We kind of lose points for losing uh, for losing Keane and losing uh, Cancelo. Mm. I kind of understand why we, yeah. I mean, I understand why we we got rid of them, but I say got rid of them, but you know, uh, sold them. I, I I get the reasoning why, but it it still doesn't make it any easier to swallow when you think that these are the kind of players that you would think would really kind of flourish under um, Sadi. They would work really well in the system. I think. Um, to, to see both of them go and to kind of look at the state of the fullbacks that we have now, not mm. really great. And oh my God. Don't, don't yeah. get me started on Decilio. I, I could not believe what I was seeing. It's it's honestly so bad. It's honestly not even good for, for a mid-table team like, like Milan. I would what? Say, Who said that? I think he did okay. <laughs> I, th- I think he did okay. I think Dishilo did okay in that first game. He he's not Cancelo, so he's not going to like bomb forward, and he's not going to uh, you know provide lots of width and, and lots of crosses in the ball and clever touches. But I thought he did all right. I think at the back he was he was pretty solid, so he was okay. But he, like the overall quality, definitely, it's it's like a massive drop off. I think yeah. so. Um, yeah, if Dybala goes, then it, it kind of drops down to like a like a four. Oh wow! Really? I thought yeah, seriously. I, think, <laughs> I, I thought I'd be I just, rough with a with a six point five or or like a six if Dybala goes. But you're you're giving a four, no, I, man. I, I just feel like he's he's a player that's just been really. I mean, I keep going on about this on social media and stuff, but I just feel like he's a player that's been underused and hasn't been used in the right positions, and he's had a tough time of it, and he's kind of sacrificed a lot, and he's never complained. And but what what did like what did he huge. sacrifice? Sacrifice in, in the sense that he came in and we knew exactly what he was at Palermo. We knew exactly where to play him, mm-hmm. and we played him in that first season. Uh, I think we were still sort of using like a, a kind of a three-five-two, and he played off Mandzukic, and it was brilliant because he didn't really need to think too much. It was like one or two touches, and he would shoot. And he scored, I think, over 20 goals um, yeah. that first season. Then we start kind of doing this sort of experimentation because we've got other players and I think he was sort of moved, you know, to the wide on the left and then to the wide on the right. And then then Allegri says, OK, let's play him as an attacking midfielder and give him more time on the ball. And I think he's one of those players that, that doesn't actually benefit from that. I feel like he is more instinctive. Like he literally just needs like bang, bang and, and shoot. He doesn't need to be the one that drops deep, picks up the ball, looks around, passes, spread the play, and have that freedom. He's not he's not like Messi or anything like that. Um, he's more simple than that. And I mean that in a good way. And I think he he kind of took one for the team. He sort of went, okay, that's fine. You know, let Higuain be the the sort of the, the target man up front and I'll kind of drop deeper and, and try and orchestrate things. And it, and it sort of worked. But then I think I think maybe teams kind of found out. And... Um, mm-hmm. And he suffered as a result. I think he, he just kind of looked really isolated a lot in the past. And I'm hoping now we, we kind of get him back to to what he's really good at. And I'll be the first to say, if this season he stays and he gets a more prominent place and he doesn't shine, then, you know, it's fair enough. Mm-hmm. But I think he, he showed something. He then 
you know, kind of got messed around, and now he's he's gonna he, he needs that chance again. All right, next question, right? Next question, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's there's a few here, but I think uh, this one's quite good. This is from Mustafa, and this is: What is your view of the current direction of the board in terms of money and profit? In many cases, over the values that we grew up with when we were, you know, that sort of made us first fall in love with the Bianconeri. That's a tough one. What are you What are your feelings on that? Uh, to be honest, Matt, I didn't hear the question. Would you mind repeating it, please? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, let me go again. So it's from Mustafa, and he says, what is your view of the current direction of the board in terms of them basically sort of prioritizing money and profit in many cases over the sort of values that maybe we grew up with uh, that made us first fall in love with the Bianco I mean, it is a tough one, like you said. So what, what are, we need to make money. We need to generate money in today's game. There's just no way about it. So... If you want to be a sentimental fan, this is a bad time to be a UF fan. But if you want to be the person that moves with the times, that realizes that you need to be smart um, on the market, you need to be smart with your purchases. Are they profitable? Uh, yeah. and, and even given Dybala number 10, they knew they would make loads of money from it. Yes. Even, if it yeah. means, even if it means putting a weight of the number 10 on a kid who's who's like he was like 23 at a time or something uh, it's, that's a yeah. big that's a big ask and and right now it's really difficult to be a UVF fan if you if you used to the UV of the 90s the warriors and you know no social media and and stuff like that hey you need to make money and you may not agree with it but it brings us people like Ronaldo because Ronaldo would not look at you if you're if you're um, if you're a team that's all about traditions and, and I mean that's that came out the wrong way. Ronaldo wouldn't no, look at you if if you're all about keeping certain identity without moving with the times. Ronaldo needs exposure. You know, Ronaldo needs a nice house, privacy. Uh, yeah. So, long story short, they're they're doing the right thing. I think. I think I, I kind of agree with you to an extent. I think if we if we want to be like the the kind of Barcelonas and, and the sort of the, the the Real Madrids of the world, um, I think you need to be ruthless. I think that's basic. I mean, I'm not saying that they're. Which, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's a no, no, per- perfect time to bring up the fact that today we matched Manchester United's 31 million followers on Twitter yes. on on yes. Instagram, which is. Mind-blowing, considering where we were three, four, even like uh, five, four, even three years ago. You know, when we bought yeah. Ronaldo, we, we, uh, I, I wonder if there's a website you can look up uh, Instagram followers by year. And that's a, that's a huge step. This is, this is a huge victory. And I know to old school UVA followers, that might sound silly, but it's a huge win. And you need to be super... Uh, um, need to be relevant on social media. No, you mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I, I think it's like a, a really conscious decision that they made. I think they kind of looked at what was happening in Italian football, and Agnelli came in, you know, eight years back, and they, they kind of moved with the times. They saw where all the other big European clubs were going, and they saw that perhaps, and no disrespect to the rest of City A, but I think a lot of other clubs weren't perhaps moving with the times and, and um, the management saw that they needed to be 
smart and and kind of diligent with their decisions. So they took their time and, you know, it's, it's taken a lot of effort to get us to where we are now. But I think as a fan, you can say, I understand the reasons why we're doing what we're doing, selling these players to make profits, to be able to reinvest, to be able to grow as a club, to be able to have a bigger influence, you know, all around the world, not just in Italy, not just in Europe. You don't have to be happy about it. That's the thing. I think a lot of people feel like you have to kind of support the board blindly and and sort of, you know, go along with the management and sort of say, I'm 100% behind them and everything that they do because they got us to this point and blah, blah, blah. Or you're completely against them. I think there's this kind of area in between. I think because a lot of the discussions that we have are all on social media now, and social media is very much about you have to be in one camp or the other. You're either right or you're wrong. Um, there's no sort of middle area. It's all about kind of proving someone wrong and saying, ah, well, look, you were wrong about this and I was right about this and blah, blah, blah. There's no kind of middle ground where you can sort of say, well, hang on a second. I understand the reasons why they're doing this, but I don't necessarily have to be happy about it. And I'm going to bitch and moan and I'm going to have my say because that's what social media is really about at the end of the day. But, you know, none of us are going to disappear. We're we're still going to support the team. So, uh, yeah, kind of long story short, I think... I understand the reasons why. I fully get why they're doing what they're doing. Um, I'm not entirely happy with a lot of the stuff that we've done, like getting rid of the, the badge and having a logo. You yeah, know, it is what yeah, it definitely. is. There, there, um, was, there was a lot of missteps on on the way to 31. Let's just call it the 31 million followers. <laughs> First of all, it's Manchester United, who if you listen to this podcast, you know how much I don't like that team. Uh, <laughs> Shout-outs to Crystal Palace, by the way. Um Oh, yeah, <laughs> wow. Jesus. Um, yeah, there was there was there was a lot of missteps that made a lot of fans, including me, man. That that logo is still you. You can tell me you got used to it, but that doesn't make it a good a good logo. You know what I mean? It's like I live in Chicago. Yeah. P- you know, people who've lived here for a long time complain about the cold, and when I ask them, they're like, "Hey, you just get used to it. You you hate it, but you get used to it." Same thing with the logo yeah. and uh, many yeah. other things. And and look at the jersey now. You know. We just talked about the jersey. Look at what they did to that. Jesus. That's a big one. I mean, that one really, <laughs> I think that one really got to me more than anything else. Like, I, I kind of gritted my teeth and I and I sort of went along with the logo and I understood again. I thought, okay, yeah, they want to put it on everything and anything and make it like a business, make it like a brand. That's fine. But when they got rid of the stripes, oh, yeah, yeah that was just really difficult to, to, to sort of swallow that. But. But but, but by all means, you know, I, I, all the reports that I read said that, hey, maybe there were rumors. I, I don't know. But I've read that they, they, will, they will go back to the stripes next year. And imagine if they make a nice jersey. Ronaldo's still around. Hopefully, you know, that yeah. Champions League winner's badge on it. That'll be the all-time bestseller. Yeah. You know, you can put that, <laughs> that on, put, put that on anything. So I'm looking at this website called trackanalytics.com. Uh, track a li- track a li- oh awful name sorry um, so going by even January 2018 we had 8.7 uh-huh. million followers January 2018 Jeez. that's that's you know just more than wow. a year and now yeah 31 million followers it's the it's huge the, the slope is just so steep in this in this graph anyways yeah. So what we're going to take away from this question is you may not like it, you may not agree with yep. it, but it's it's happening and it needs to happen. 
football is football soccer whatever when you whatever you want to call it is becoming more yeah. of entertainment that and has been for last few years more of an entertainment than sport you know it's all about followers and, and this and that so i you 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 block out what you don't want to follow but if exactly. you want to be a new age follower of a team you're all into you know the whole social media hype next question please okay this is this is kind of a little sort of left the field but i thought it, it kind of feeds into what we were just discussing so this is from uh the edgy turtle <laughs> that's a great huh. name. And the, and the question is, is Twitter detrimental to your Juventus enjoyment? Because it feels like on Twitter, you only hear extreme opinions with no restraint. For example, Paratici is either a genius or an idiot. Um, By the way, I love that, that question. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. You know, that's exactly why I picked it out. I it's, this, it, this it, is it sounds like you have a lot to say about it. So I'll let you, I'll let you have a go. Um, I think it is. I think Twitter is definitely i think at the moment i think it definitely is detrimental to like the whole juventus experience i think because the, the way that we the way that we kind of ingest news about juve like 10 years ago it used to be i would go on football italia and i would read the news and mm -hmm. and that would be it and if something was happening you wouldn't hear about it for days and days or you wouldn't hear about it until it's done and even then it would be you know like secondhand news you'd have to watch to Italian news channels and um, now it's instantaneous so as soon as something happens like a player touches down mm -hmm. uh, you know in, at Turin airport and you've got the video within like two seconds <laughs> and um, and I think because of that I think it, it's just it's like information overload and I feel sometimes especially on Twitter that when you share an opinion or a thought people people can often misconstrue it. I think like now we're sitting, we're having a conversation. Well, we're not sitting, but you know, we're talking over the hey, phone, I'm we're sorry. having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I mean, like we can get our ideas across. We can get, you know, what we, what we feel across by having a discussion about Juve. And, you know, we may not agree, but, but we can both kind of express ourselves better. And with social media, it's, it's like you've got that 280 characters to try and convey your entire feelings about a particular transfer or why Dybala should stay. And even if you put it into a couple of tweets, sometimes it still doesn't fully, you know, like convey what it is that you feel. And I think because of that, people take Twitter in particular so literally, like, mm -hmm. you know, you can tweet something and you can write something and you can feel it in a particular way and everyone else looks at it a completely different way. And you think, oh shit, I didn't think of that. And they take a very kind of negative outlook from it. Whereas you meant it as positive or you meant something as negative and it comes across as positive. So I think, yeah, I think it, it's changed a lot in terms of how people kind of uh, read news and how they read opinion. And, and I think sometimes now people kind of use it just purely to be like controversial, mm -hmm. you know, like they, they just yeah, say shock, shock factor, yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I get the feeling a lot of times people say negative stuff simply because they want a reaction, not because yeah. they necessarily believe it. But uh, you think that's like, <laughs> that's like that's like the big. It's it's the guy who has uh, you know we can follow any team. There's always every once in a while there's a Twitter account that that posts. Man, I'm I'm blanking, but uh, Messi is a is a better header um, than Ronaldo. Fight me or yeah. something. He yeah. don't. He doesn't yeah, believe that. But no, no. but in his in his private life, 
something may be going bad. So he thinks the attention from <laughs> yeah. strangers online might change that about him. So uh, to, me, to me, the criteria is following a good account. If, if I see that you're, you're, you're making Juve your personal... Um, how do I say that? I'm, unfortunately, I'm not a, not a really good speaker. But basically, if, if it replaces your private life yes. and becomes, yeah, becomes your everything and becomes the way you want people to see you, your opinion is, yeah. is so important to you and your Twitter is so important to you that sorts of make you, makes, you a, makes you an a-hole. That's a, yeah, exactly. that's a mute for me. You know, like if you, if you try to make sense and if you try to uh, post opinions that are not controversial, just, just a well, very well thought out sentence, yeah, like trying to get your point across, you know, in like a, in like a normal way. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you if you're if you're even a half a troll, that's that just. Yeah. I'll I'll let others fight with you, but if I see that you're posting it just to be, just to be funny or to be, um, controversial, like you said, yeah, that's yeah. it. And it's tough, and it's tough, really tough to find accounts that don't have an agenda. That someone who just yeah. posts something that's happening at the moment and doesn't go against one player and makes it their thing. Like there's accounts who name their name their accounts after whoever out. Hashtag this guy out, this guy. And they make it, you know, they cross out the picture of a player in their profile photo to let them know, <laughs> to let you know that this is my Yeah, like this what, is your my view standpoint yeah. yes this is my uh, goal in life is to put this yeah. player or put this team down i i don't get it but you know i think maybe because we i don't know maybe like we're we're a little bit older so i was we, just we gonna say it's because of our age as well <laughs> but for yeah we, we remember time when yeah when there was no social media so this is all kind of i suppose kind of new to us we're sort of learning along with everyone else but a lot of young people you know, this is this is like their day to day thing, and they've kind of grown up with this. So, and and honestly, you know, like, a, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound pretentious, but it's it also like yeah. for us. Listen, in comparison to other other Twitter accounts, I don't have that many. It's ten thousand. I had ten thousand like last week, which was a cool, um, cool little you know ten k. You no longer have the the five numbers because <laughs> I I just enjoy <laughs> that. that. So and you have many followers. You have almost a hundred thousand followers. For us, it's easier to say something that makes sense, and yeah. not hope for you know those those people who follow you just because you're controversial. I think yeah. accounts with lower than three hundred people following them, they have to say something to get those likes, to get those retweets. You know what I mean? I think it, a, a lot of it re relies on that on, on the number of followers. I, even though I've seen you know people with five thousand followers say complete nonsense and they make think of me uh, they uh, disagree with me anyways sorry no no it's fine I, I think, I mean, <laughs> no i'm apologizing I think, to the listeners no no, no like i, two I completely agree with what you said i think it's just a really weird time to to sort of follow football and follow um uh juve or any other team through uh through social media i think it's just a it's like a really surreal kind of time so yeah, yeah I, I, I get exactly where you're Definitely. Last year, I watched a lot of games while being on Twitter, 
And I think yeah. I, I've decided this year, and I mentioned it on the last podcast with, with Giovanni. By the way, shout out to Giovanni. Listen to the yes. Juve podcast, the OG podcast. We're coming back <laughs> after the after the Napoli game. Um, I mentioned to him. I think I will will want to tone back Twitter a little bit this year, just because it it really does. Like even this last game, I, as I'm saying, I will tone it down. I was online the whole game, the whole Parma game, yeah. and I'm and I'm reading reading the opinions and I'm trying to make sense of it, and it messes with with you know kind of the unbiased unbiased view of me watching sure. the game on my own. You know what I mean? People are just so angry yeah. about many, many little things. Uh, so I think I'll, I will go back to old school way of watching you. It just, you know, I think that's, that's a really good point. Just to kind of bring it full circle and back to the, the original question that he asked, when you watch a game on Twitter and, uh, you know, you're watching it and then you're kind of writing about it at the same time, if you're watching the game, you think, Oh, hang on a second, this guy did something brilliant. And I, I didn't think he was too bad. Then you go on social media and all of a sudden everyone's like saying, ah, oh, he was shit. He was rubbish. I'd give him and, two and out of 10 or something. Even you the, start to doubt yourself. And, and not you start even, to think like, sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm going to interrupt you again. It's anytime Messi or Ronaldo does something, it's impossible. Mm. The, 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 the obsessed fan base of those either players, it's just insane. Yeah. You, you Messi cannot score a free kick, a beautiful free kick, or he cannot do anything. Then they won't put down. It's just insane. You yeah. cannot do something that someone's already done. You have to be the first person to do it. And even then, they'll they'll shit on it. So it's it's it spoiled a yeah. lot of the experiences for me. And I'm done with it. I think yeah. you choose choose your level of participation in social media if you want to enjoy the games. Yeah. And I really hope. You know, people, f- you know, find common sense, which is not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, no, sorry. No, no, next question. Absolutely. Okay. Um, this sorry. Is a, did this I interrupt is... you? I'm so sorry. sorry, man. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, this question is from Rocco, and he asks, um, Champions League over Serie A, will Juventus make the ultimate sacrifice this year? So basically, I think what he's asking is, are we going to be prepared to kind of you know, like put Serie A on the back burner and, and the Scudetto on the burner on the back burner and really go all out in the Champions League. Do you think? Do you think they'll do it? Do you think that's the approach they'll take this year? Go ahead. You you start. Okay. I, think, I think people have heard enough of me on this podcast already. People no, 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 no. Um, I I don't think they'll ever put Serie A on the back burner. I I just don't think so. I think there's too much too much rivalry. Um, too many people hate Juventus in Italy. Um, too many other clubs, too many other fans, and I can't speak for for like all the other Juventini. But okay, fair enough. We haven't won the Champions League, you know, twenty years or whatever. But winning Serie A gives me a great sense of satisfaction. I'm not Italian. I'm not from Italy, but I still love it when we win and we and we succeed over those kind of traditional rivals like Inter and, and Napoli and, and Milan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't think that they will ever, I think that they'll ever kind of prioritize either. I think whenever they come out and they give those kind of generic statements, you know, like the players and the management always say, ah, well, you know, we're in three competitions. We want to win all three it's, trophies. It's, it's not an obsession. I, I love when they say that. How can it not be? It is an obsession. It is absolutely <laughs> yeah, a goddamn obsession. You're paying thirty million. Hell? You're paying thirty million euro exactly. to one player. I'm yeah. sorry, man. That's an obsession right there. 
seriously i mean just get the fuck out of here with this yeah. like they come out and they say it with a straight face i just think are you insane Do you, you know we know you people we, we've supported the club for 10 years 20 years 30 years we know exactly how much of an obsession it is so you know just just get out of here with that but I, like i said I, I feel like if we keep the the squad that we have and we don't get rid of some of those extra players, then they have such an insane level of, of sort of depth in the squad that they, you know, they should be able to fight on three fronts quite easily. But in terms of prioritizing instead of making a sacrifice and saying, okay, well, let's not worry too much about the fact that we're playing, you know, Milan next weekend. Let's focus on the fact that we're playing, I don't know, Chelsea in the Champions League this weekend. Let's go all out and, and win that. I don't think they'll ever, um, I don't think they'll ever prioritize that's that's my opinion. I don't know if you agree with that, but I've um, always had the that it's important. I mean, at this point, I just think they're going for for number ten in a row. At this point, I think that's that's yep. that's that's the real obsession. I think is getting yep. to that number ten in a row. If if they were serious, listen, man. I know we've been to the Champions League final twice, and but I think they would have prioritized already three four years ago. And what I mean by that is you need to stop selling your players. You need to, you need a cohesive yeah. unit without in and out, in and out, people constantly in and out. I think th this year is do or die. I know you posted, a, I, I retweeted your status as well, saying that, listen, there will never be a better time to win a Champions League after 20-something years of Buffon yeah. in the squad. You give, you, you give that match. And even then, you're, you're talking about people being negative. If Buffon wins the Champions League this year, and I believe he will, if he lifts that cup, people, there's going to be just complete trolls who are 12 years old saying, well, he was on the <laughs> bench. What did he do? But they don't know what he sacrificed for the team. So exactly. I, I want him to win it just for those people who, who don't know what, what, what uh, uh, Gigi has done for the club. Exactly. Um, so like I was saying, I don't think there will be a better time. Ronaldo. If we keep Dybala uh, and just the redemption, yeah. you know, you're, you're saying people hate Juve in Italy. Imagine how many more people will hate us all over the world if we finally win it. And that's my that's my goal. I just I just I just want to yeah. finally win it so I can <laughs> so I can just talk I shit. Can. You know, there's exactly. always that one guy that says, where's the Champions League? So if we win it, this yeah. is going to be the ultimate uh, shit yeah. talk them, you know. I just, I mean, like, I I feel like we, uh, and I don't want to be negative or, like, pessimistic or anything like that or, you know, like, rain on your parade, but I feel like in years past, maybe we were kind of closer to winning it, and this year feels like there's going to be a lot of change, there's going to be a lot of um, different directions in terms of how the players are going to be expected to play, and maybe the management are going to give the, the the coach a little bit of slack because it is such a change. Um, that's not to say I don't think we'll win it. I, I think every time we go into it, we've got a chance of winning it. But I just feel like it's going to be tougher this year um, than years in the past. I think um, a lot of those big teams have, have like reinforced pretty well. And, and yeah. you've got teams like Real Madrid that just they can just win it for fun. You know, <laughs> like If they want to win it, they can just win it. They get the luck. We get the the shitty offside calls and stuff like that. So yeah, I think this I, I year, honestly think, you know, I'm so afraid of Barcelona this year. It looks so good, yeah. man. 
yeah, they once they get going, once Messi is back, I think they're you know they're just going to tear it up. But for me personally, like my expectations um, are not too high this year, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just going to watch it, and I want to see the ideas take shape, and I want to see these changes that they want to bring about, and, and see some of these young players develop. And, and that's pretty much it. That's all I want this year. But if we do win it, we'll be in Istanbul <laughs> holding each other's head, <laughs> vomiting in the somewhere in the bushes together is that correct um, right yes that that's like a must absolutely i would love to go back to turkey turkey is a, is a beautiful country so um, what, what, yeah i just can't, i just can't imagine the party we partied in cardiff and um i i wasn't there but berlin that we had a big yep. you know juve twitter um <laughs> kurva twitter meeting but i i think if we make it to istanbul there will be a lot of Juve fans that we know. And that would be awesome. Come party with us. Yeah. Come throw up with us. Damn right. I look forward to it. Absolutely. You got many questions to go? Um, I, I tell you what, let's do one more. This, this one is, is kind of like straightforward. Um, this one is, this is, from, this is from someone called, uh, I think it's Vazdad. And he says, um, what is our best midfield option? I think he means the senior and um, the Champions League. So he's basically asking, out of the midfielders that we got, I think assuming that we're going to play, uh, you know, like a three-man midfield, what what would be that three-man midfield? Do you want to go first? or? I got to be honest, man. <laughs> If you listen to this podcast, you know formations and talk about formations kind of bores me. Uh, and I, yeah. no, no disrespect, I'm, I know I'm not one of those guys. I know there's a lot of people who are... I know the basics, yeah. but... I think you're the yeah. guy for this question. Um, you know what? I'm not like a I'm not like a tactics nerd or anything like that. I know a lot of people, yeah, no okay. disrespect, but go into that into like a lot of detail seriously. But um, <laughs> you know what? For me, it would just be a case of, of using the, the new players um, because the guys that we had last season were good, but they weren't great. <laughs> not to do them like a disservice, but um, if it's a three man midfield, I would say. I don't know, I suppose um, using Aaron Ramsey, using uh, Rabio, and using Pjanic. I, yeah. I just like the look of that. But if it was to change and, and maybe use four, then you stick in Eurejan. And um, yeah, that, that would be my pick. Uh, no disrespect okay. to Kadira or Ben no, Rab or, yeah, Rabio yeah. showed great, um, great potential. I really enjoyed watching him. And I know when he, when he got introduced, finally people were happy that a new player is finally entering the, the game. He, there was first couple of touches that were super shaky. He was really nervous, but I think <laughs> I hope I, yeah. I hope he got the nerves out of the way because I'm really excited to see him. He has he had a couple of great shots outside of the box um, in the preseason. I I really enjoy when when players shoot outside of the box. I know Pjanic has a great yeah. shot. He scored a lot of goals from outside. Um, if um, Uh, if Dybala stays, he has a wicked left sh left-footed shot. Obviously, Ronaldo. Yeah. I love I love that we have that element of surprise. Of you know, if someone just happens to be behind that line, they can they can let one go. Um, yes. And and I I think the players will develop the great um, competition between each other. Obviously, healthy competition really helps if the players are fighting for a starting spot. And I think our midfield is is a. Uh, I, I would I would take Pogba, I would 
really, <laughs> really, really love to see Pogba. But I think as of right now, there's great yeah. potential in our midfield. And yeah. like you said, Ramsey, Rabio, and, and Pjanic. Pjanic is my boy. I love Pjanic. <laughs> I, right. I, my, like, as far as the players on the team right now, yeah. I would just totally hang out with him and his and his and his boy. I I freaking love that family. <laughs> they just look like they live life like the right way, you know, with a with a lot of fun in their life. So yeah, I, it's, I can kind of like, it's so fun. Like Going back, I I think we have a theme. This this podcast is how unhappy we are with social media, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're kind of shitting on Twitter. And even though we're always on it, you know, like. We, don't exactly. don't get us wrong. We we love Twitter, but we also don't love it. I have a love and hate it's relationship love, with hate. it. Yeah, exactly. It's and, like an um, abusive relationship. That's, what <laughs> that's so true. So I posted uh, Edin's, you know, uh, P- uh, Pjanic's son, his his picture. Yeah. He's looking so stylish. I wrote that. Hey, this man can steal Rugani's girlfriend. He just chooses not to. Uh, he has his Gucci shoes on and cool, you know, cool pants, and he's dressed really. And there was another, and there was a person who who was so unhappy that children sh- children should not be dressed that way and should not be put on social media. This is disgusting the way he's being paraded by by wow. Pjanic. And it was just, come on, man! It's just a kid. He's looking good, and he's not doing anything wrong. He's not harming anybody. So people will always yeah. be unhappy. Um, this is it. This is it. Yeah. I really enjoyed this, man. This is fun. I hope I hope the listeners enjoy this too. <laughs> it was i really enjoyed it it's it's nice to kind of um yeah to take questions and just just shoot the shit about you babe really to be honest and uh, and get things off our chest i feel like it's kind of cathartic like i don't know about you but i feel better about going back onto twitter now you know so yeah yeah this was therapeutic this was yeah. more for us than you for your listeners and hey i i I, ho- I really hope you guys enjoyed it we we sure as hell did and Damn hopefully much. this journey takes us to a live podcast in istanbul together with you um, yes. uh, the, it will be the ultimate redemption for all the suffering That's that we've we've had as Juve fans. Not in Serie A, you know, we don't want to sound spoiled. We truly did enjoy last eight or nine years, but Champions League is where it's at. I really hope we uh, we, we we get it that far. Rav, dude, you're yeah. the best. Thank you, man. This was so much fun, Thank and we'll you. be back in you know about a month or so. Let's catch up. Hello. By the end of the podcast, he disappears. I'm sure he had a lot of fun. Thank you guys for your questions. This has been Tureen Giants Podcast.